0: Hello and welcome to Landscape Photography World, the podcast for everyone passionate about landscape photography. I'm Grant Swinburne and I'll be your host on this show, talking to landscape photographers about their motivations, likes and dislikes. Have you heard that the inaugural Landscape Photography World Awards is now open for entries? Early bird entry is available now at a discounted fee until September 30, 2022. Head to landscapephotographyworldawards.com to find out all the details and how to enter. There's some amazing prizes to be won, and I'll be publishing a book and a calendar with the top images at the end of the competition, so there's plenty to look forward to. Entries close on November 30, 2022, so there's plenty of time to get your entry sorted, but if you want to get into the early birds, do it now. I'd also like to thank the judges who have agreed to work with me and be a big part of the awards. Deb Clark, Victoria Hark, Kieran Stone and William Patino. I certainly couldn't make this competition a reality without their support. This week, Tara Workman joins me to talk about her amazing landscape career. Tara is a nature photographer born and raised in Barbados and currently living in the Pacific Northwest of the U.S. She loves living in one of the most sought-out areas for landscape photography, but considers herself equally blessed to have a husband who enjoys travel and seeing new places near and far with her. With a stressful full-time career in medicine, Tara's most carefree when out in nature with a camera in hand. For her, photography has gradually evolved from a fun hobby to having a vital role in her maintaining a healthy work-life balance. For Tara, simplicity is at the base of her work. Her works seek to entice the viewer to stop, ponder, or simply admire for an extra second in this fast-paced existence. We discuss how she balances her work and photography, what her images mean to her, and what challenges photography faces right now, along with a whole lot more. I hope you enjoy the show. Hi, Tara, welcome to Landscape Photography World. How are you going?
1: I'm doing pretty well, thanks for having me.
0: Absolute pleasure to have you. Um, I've been following your work for a little while, and uh, quite um, quite impressed with some of what I've seen. How about you? Talk us through how you got started in uh, photography, and in particular, landscape photography.
1: Yeah, um, so I started photography um, probably around late two thousand sixteen. Mm-hmm. Um, I always loved taking <laughs> taking photos of you know family members and different things. Um, I, have bought, I had bought a few cameras and I wanted to buy another one. Um, and my husband kind of looked at me and asked why, and I couldn't give him a good answer. So he said, you know, if you want to buy another camera, you should learn how to use it. Um, so, so I basically, I took a basic photography course just to learn how to take the camera off of auto. And, um, I don't know i just changed my world i think i, I just got hooked um you know the, i think the class was maybe six to eight weeks and we would have homework to do where you would go and you know shoot different things and practice yeah. different uh different things and i don't know i just i i thoroughly enjoyed it and just became obsessed like most people who do it and mm-hmm. and photographed everything i would go downtown i would go to the dog park and just photograph anything and everything. And I think my husband pretty much regretted pushing me in that in that direction. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So the, and in terms of how I got to landscape, um, basically I live in, in Portland and the Northwest, you know, it's, it's the Mecca for waterfalls and mountains and the coast and everything. So, um, I actually, I started in the Instagram era, so mm-hmm. I met a couple of Pacific Northwest photographers, and all they were shooting was landscape. And I kind of just gravitated there, and I don't know, things kind of blossomed from
2: there. Yeah. Okay.
0: Cool. So, what is it that I guess you're chasing most now in your photography? What are you what What are you looking for? I guess.
1: I the the honest truth, I'm not. In the last two years to three, I've purposely stopped looking for anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, the most important thing is follow my curiosity and not trends. So probably, probably about three years ago, you know, being part of Instagram, um, I kind of found myself getting a little bit grumpy with regards to like the seasonality of things in terms mm-hmm. of those tulip tulip season in the spring and waterfall season in the spring and then fall color, everybody's shooting the same waterfalls and Milky way season. And I felt like we were pretty much doing the same things every year, just yeah. different conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thoroughly enjoyed it initially, but one, I was tired. I was just so tired. I was, ne- you know, you're, you're working plus doing photography. And I just, I don't know. I just, I wanted to do something different. And I started looking at a lot of the photographers that I loved. Um, you know, the Alex Noriegas, TJ Thorne, Sweet. Sarah Marino. And the one thing that I realized is that they were just doing things that were uniquely them. Yeah. Um, you know, you can, and so they were doing creative things with nature that wasn't just kind of cookie cutter. And yeah. I preface this by saying cookie cutter, there's nothing wrong with it. I just got to a point where it wasn't fulfilling me as much. Yeah. Um, yeah. and so I just started looking in, in different avenues and, um, I don't know, I just, I just gradually started experimenting a little bit more with with the things that were around me. And, and if we took trips, I would just look for, I wouldn't have spots that I was going to. I would just look and see whatever caught my interest.
0: Sure, sure. So is that where you started to, I guess, take a more artistic approach to your photography as opposed to the, the experience, which is, you know, yeah, well, there's a nice scene, nice flowers or you know, mountains or whatever and you take that shot and that's nice. But yeah. is that where you started to say, okay, well, I, I really want to make it uh, art out of it or it, it, I guess talk me through that?
1: Yeah, so I, I would say it accidentally happened that way. It was more I just wanted to know if I could do anything unique. I wanted to know if, if I was actually a creative person and it was just more of a, a question for me. In terms of, am I a good photographer beyond the technical? Yeah. Um, and could I make could I make compelling images that weren't shown to me? So it wasn't that I was trying to make art or be artistic. It was just more. I was just trying to discover who I was as a photographer. And one of the the interesting things is I started. Um, so I reached out to David Thompson um, just to, to learn a little bit more in terms of editing and, and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Cause I just, I loved his work. Um, and then the pandemic hit and I think it was actually the best and worst, you know, it was the worst thing for just about everybody, but it, it oh, was probably yeah. the best. Yeah. It was probably the best thing that happened for my photography because um I work in the medical field. I'm actually a family physician. And so it was an incredibly stressful time,
2: Yeah, wow. but
1: yeah, but I was very limited in, in terms of travel, in terms of options of going places. Yep. Um, and so there were a lot of <laughs> online webinars and different things that people were putting on. And so I would mm-hmm. sort of immerse myself in photography and then any, you know, any mornings that I had off or days that I had off, I would go into the gardens. I would go to the dog park. I would just photograph little things like the flowers or the hummingbirds and water. And, and, and what I found was I would initially, you would shoot things pretty, you know, pretty straight on, but the more, the more you saw it, you would see different angles. You would see different ways that the shapes were the colors and, and I don't know. I, I felt like I grew a lot uh, in that time, mm. and a lot of the images that you see now are have come out of the pandemic. Okay. Ironically, yeah. So, do you think that
0: changed your uh, view on, you know, traveling for photography and you know, uh, staying more local? Is, is is that something that you intend to keep doing, or is that just sort of? that was then and now I can get out into the world and let's go. Yeah, you yeah. Know?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So it's a bit of both. It's a bit of both in terms of, I think I'm fortunate in that I don't feel like I need to travel, but I absolutely love traveling. Yeah. Um, the difficulty with traveling now is I went to Iceland in September with a few friends and I actually struggled a lot because mm. it's Iceland. And so you have these preconceived notions in your head. Yeah. Um, and so Everybody was like, okay, oh, can't, I can't wait to see what you get from there. And I'm like, I'm getting the same things as everybody else because <laughs> it's Iceland.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: and I, and it's hard to be, I don't know. What I'm trying to, to figure out is how to not have the pressure of, of creating something drastically different just because I enjoy doing other things. Because I do love... I love beautiful sunrises and sunsets. I love, you know, mountains. I love all the scenes. I love nature. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't want to be pigeonholed into just one thing. Sure. Um, so I'm just, you know, I'm I'm at that point where I'd love to go back to Iceland and basically just get my bearings a little bit more. Because um, I, I do think that the longer you go to places and the more often you visit, you see different things.
2: Oh, so. absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I mean, I've lived here most of my life in in Sydney, and there's still places I know I haven't photographed, and there's still shots that I want to get, and yeah. you know, I'm just going to keep going back until I get what I want. You know? There you uh, go. And you know, I I've, I just came back from a, a trip to the UK where, um, you know, I've been. Several times, but each time we go, we kind of go to somewhere different. I went to the Lake District in North Wales, which I'd never been to before. And mm. you know, like like you, yes, you tend to go to the same places everyone else goes in the Lake District in North Wales. Yes, Bodonia is there, and you've got to go there. You know, <laughs> so,
1: and, and there's nothing. There's nothing wrong with it. No, I mean, absolutely
0: yeah, not. Yeah. yeah, I'm yeah. I'm fine with shooting that stuff. But as as you say, the more times that you return to those. Kind of locations, and it doesn't necessarily necess- be one of the, the very iconic ones. You know, it, it gives you the chance to explore and uh, and get around. I think, and that that's right. for me one of the one of the joys of photography is that you know there's there's literally infinite possibilities.
1: Indeed, indeed, yeah.
0: So, what would you say you're trying to communicate with your photographic style? um you know it's fairly uh and i don't want this to sound like a a, you know i'm not giving you a critique or anything because i i really admire your work but you know it's fairly naturalistic that you know you're not doing some of those you know real vivid colors and you know um and unless i'm wrong you're not doing you know massive composites and and those sorts of things so it's kind of the scene as you see it, or as, as as the human eye could see it, as opposed to you know something that's sort of dreamlike and you know more of a, a fantasy world, um, is that you know really what you are trying to portray and and get across to people is the the beauty of what you're seeing.
1: Pretty much, yeah. I mean, I think I think one of the things for me with with regards to why I do photography is. I love moments and I love, I love nature. I love just capturing these. They don't have to be perfect, but they have, you know, things that, that, that are striking to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And it doesn't have to be obviously so. Um, And so they're, they're, they're just, I don't know, for me, life in, in general is, is full of, Big moments, it's full of mundane little moments. Happiness for me comes from appreciating both the big and the little moments. And I think my photography um, has kind of morphed into you know being patterned after that in, in terms of just appreciating nature for the little the little moments that I don't know, just the the nice little colorful colorful scenes the way that water moves the way Mm -hmm. that you know just i don't know it's for me it's it's a less is more approach they're very simplistic um and just appreciating nature for nature um and then (laughs) i hate editing for a prolonged period of time and so i don't want to sit on the computer uh, (laughs) for a really long time and so it's yeah for me it's what i see if i think it's beautiful that's what I'm going to photograph and the magical thing is that other people have found found value in it and have found that what I think is beautiful is also beautiful to other people and that's I don't know it it's yeah you always want your work to be appreciated but you never know especially when you're a photographer on Instagram it's not it's not really competing but you're in a world with mountains and waterfalls and all of yep. that. And for people to actually gravitate towards my work, um, I don't know, I think it's a gift and I think, I don't know, it's wonderful.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. How, how would you describe your style if somebody had not seen your work before? And, you know, I'm obviously going to encourage everyone who listens to go and check you out, but, uh, yeah. you know, if, if somebody hasn't seen you before, how would you describe it?
1: I usually I usually say it's a it's a less is more less is more approach to to creativity where um, it's minimalist but not necessarily a lot of negative space Um, it's just I don't know that the subject matter is very simple it's but it can be elegant it can be beautiful it can be colorful but not necessarily it could be black and white but it's generally just what you see is what you get not Mm -hmm. a lot of frills but i think it it can still be impactful even though there's not that much to it
0: sure sure that's great how do you balance full-time work and your photography i mean it's always i i i think this is actually one of the more interesting questions that I, i i ask people is you know You've got. You mentioned you're a family physician. You know, I imagine that's fairly full on, and you know, can result in long hours, etc. So, how how do you balance the the two?
1: I'm a lot better at it now. So, so since I've actually changed the way that I photograph, and and I'm not I'm not actively seeking out certain scenes. I don't have to like in the first few years of photographing it would be okay milky way is going to be it's going to be here we got clear skies so i've done some crazy stuff to get you know where you know you're i work monday tuesday i'm off wednesday drive five hours to crater lake you know you you, you have your day off and you're driving back and then you work thursday friday and so i said i was tired because you're you're basically trying to get conditions you're trying to and then you still have to work and and then i have a husband and <laughs> and there's ba- so i was not doing well for a few years i was yeah. there was no balance i was tired um now it's it's actually easier i've actually changed uh in the last almost a year now um i actually changed from full-time practice in the clinic to a virtual urgent care kind of position so i'm actually mm-hmm. at home um, and I did that more, so that I could balance photography. So I can actually go to the coast, work, um, spend time with my husband, go shoot sunrise, sunset, even you know go for walks in the middle of the day, shoot some driftwood and and sure. stuff like that. And so, but I don't have to take my camera everywhere anymore because I don't feel that urgency of missing missing a sunrise or a sunset. Now I watch them and I actually enjoy them. Uh, but if I don't have my camera, it's okay you know so the, the balance factor I, I am much better at thankfully.
2: Okay so that
0: that that sounds like you're in a, a much better space than you might have been a, a few years ago. how did, what I mean aside from changing uh, to you know doing more virtual consultations, what else did you do I guess to you know get into that headspace because, you know, for for me, the, the the physical and the time sort of stuff that you do around it is part of it. But I think there's also that mental switch that you've got to flick off and go, okay, I'm not going to worry about that, or I'm not going to do this. How did you How did you actually make that mental change?
1: I think i, do, I don't I don't think that it was an I don't think it was a conscious decision or or any triggering event. I think it just naturally occurred where I was genuinely tired all the time. Hmm. Um and I love sleep. I absolutely love sleep. And I love great photograp-
0: a, a landscape photographer though.
1: No, it's 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 not. <laughs> I love but, it too.
0: But yeah.
1: <laughs> but it I, I think I'm just fortunate in that my um my passion changed in terms of I, you know, I don't, I don't need to do Milky way anymore. That, that part of my, my journey I think is over for now at least. Uh Um, and so, so what I'm, what I'm craving doesn't require me to be out on a regular basis. And one of the other things that I started doing is setting aside photo trips as opposed to, you know, (laughs) random let's go on this weekend and or on my day off let's just you know spend a day and then you you come back and you're exhausted and okay and then you need the the weekend to recover and and then my poor husband's like let's play golf and I'm like no I I am not playing golf today.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well
0: so I guess that that sounds to me a little bit like you you're doing more planned photography than you know just random opportunities that that crop up is that um i mean obviously if there's a random opportunity comes up most most photographers i know aren't going to miss it but you know
1: (laughs) i i've i've missed a lot i i i I tend to miss them now and and it's okay So, so the way that i look at it is um if i so the way so I don't know if you you know Jared Armijo, um, Away yep. I Flew. So yeah, so he and I do a lot of photo trips together. And the reason that we work is because he usually has kind of an idea of what he wants. I have no idea what I want, I just show up. Right. But if if we if we go for four days and we're just driving around all day, we wake up for sunrise, see what we see, we're not, you know, may plan most of the time we have no idea where we're going to go until the day. Um, And then, and then we decide, okay, let's try this location. And it has nothing to do with weather. I would say 90% of the time has nothing to do with weather. It's just, we want to see this place. Uh And so it's, it's very, it's very spontaneous, but if we have four to five days, of just roaming around, we're going to get a lot of stuff that we find interesting, not necessarily amazing. Photo fo- He makes amazing photos because he can, he's a magician, but <laughs> I, <laughs> I might get a few things that, that I really like. Um, whereas a lot of the other trips where I'm going for a day or, you know, I'm going for specific conditions, I'll come away with one photo yeah. from that trip. And if I, if I think about, you know, the time and then how tired I am to come away with one photo, it, it, it doesn't feel worth it to me anymore. Yeah. Um, and I can go on a five-day trip and come away with one photo, but that's okay. Um, but I don't want to spend my free time running around trying to get one photo. Sometimes you get skunked. And then I'm tired for day. I I like I've just I've made that calculation, and, and I don't know with life right now, it's it's not as worth it. Sure,
2: sure. No, that's yeah. that's
0: great. So, what is what's your favorite place to shoot? What do you what do you keep getting drawn back to <sighs> one of those places that you 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 haven't. And it might be you haven't nailed it or you just, you've nailed it, but you just keep wanting more. What, what kind of place is that?
1: Two places. Um, So one place is on the Oregon coast. There's a a place that um, my husband and I, we've been going to for years to play golf. Um, He and his family, his family comes up and we always have, you know, family time. And then once I started photography, it's, it's a really beautiful place to and to, to photograph. And during the pandemic, that was probably the only place we could go to vacation. So, I spent a lot of time there getting to know it. And a lot of my sand sand do not sand dunes, sorry, sand abstract images are from from the coast. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I love going back there. It's I don't know. It's always fun, but there are always good memories outside of photography.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and then. Death Valley, the dunes, just, oh, I, I don't, I, I don't know. Something about the dunes, just, I don't know. Everybody loves the dunes, but I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's, it's close to my heart.
2: Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: So what's the furthest you've traveled to uh, get a shot? Is it Iceland <laughs> or is it, is it further afield?
1: So I, I'm very lucky in my life. And my husband actually, so he's uh, in marketing for USA Pears, the fruit. Okay. And so he, a- so he actually travels the world, nice. <laughs> marketing pears. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I've, I've I've I tag along um, every chance I get. So I've been to New Zealand. Um, freaking love that place. Um, hey, hey. Yeah, New Zealand. Haven't been to Australia. That was actually on our pandemic list. Um, uh, photography-wise, I've been to I did Germany, Switzerland, uh, Norway. I, I've I'm very fortunate. I yeah.
2: yeah.
1: And uh, yeah, but I would like to go back to a lot of those places. You know, with the way that I the way to, that I photograph now um and see what i come up with there yeah
2: yeah
1: so yeah
2: cool
0: so what about uh locally what's um you know obviously that's influenced some of how you shoot uh living what you do um Mm -hmm. i guess in in what way would you sort of uh, uh explain to somebody that didn't understand the area you know, what it, what it was like, you know?
1: It's, um, it is a landscape photographer's dream really, Mm. because so I live in, in the Portland area and basically you can drive two hours and be in the mountains. You can drive two hours and be at the coast. You can drive a few hours and be in like desert. Um, you know, it's, yeah, it, there's so much waterfalls coast. There's just, you, you will never, you will never be finished. You, there's <laughs> so many, there's, there's so many things that you could photograph and you don't even have to drive that far. One of the, one of the, one of my favorite places is Trillium Lake, Trillium Lake. And um, I mean, the most beautiful reflections if you get there when it's quiet and mm. I don't know. It's just beautiful, and it takes it takes less than an hour um, for me to get there, We're just about an hour. Yeah. Um, nice. And you know, you just—I don't know. It's it. The place is magical. It's it's around here. It's a landscape photographer's street. that's, yeah, it's, that's what I would say.
0: It's definitely on my list. It's uh, it's one I haven't been able to able to get to yet. I've been to been to the US a few times, but uh, never never made it up uh, up the coast from uh san fran is basically the furthest north on the pacific coast i've been so far so
1: well do you know the yeah the bay area is really really nice as well they get a lot i I was there
0: didn't didn't even have my camera in my bag uh, it was it was like a three-day work trip so it was like yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) it just means you have to come back but if you do if you do make it just let me know let me know
0: absolutely i'll definitely take you up on that offer so, what's the most memorable experience you've had out shooting?
1: The most memorable times are the ones with friends. Like so, Jared and I, we always we always have a really, really, really good time. Lots of laughs and stuff. So, he, he, trips with him are generally a highlight. I would say, other than trips with him, there was one sunrise that um, a few of a few of my friends and I we drove. I think it's almost three hours just to get the sunrise and it was the most ridiculous you know what those like those sunrises that just don't make sense yep. that you'll probably never see again where it was mount adams and the clouds kind of were arcing there was no. lakes so that reflected and it just looked it it was just unreal and all of us were just there watching it. And it was, I don't know, you're just, you're just there with your friends experiencing one of the most epic moments. Um, So for me, like usually my best moments are (laughs) when you're experiencing it with friends. Um, Yeah, That that one was pretty good. Not necessarily because of the sunrise, but because we all like, I don't know, it was just you're like kids. You're like kids running around. Like I cannot believe that this is happening.
2: Yep, <laughs> yeah. I,
0: lo- I love those moments. They're uh, they're amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I like also to find out about the the, the worst moment uh, out, out shooting. What's <laughs> what's your horror story? <laughs> I, Everyone, I have to about.
1: think it. I know. I will have to think about that. Um, <laughs> I don't know that I have like some of the the worst moments are things like not actually in the field, but you're in a room with five people for five days and you come out of the shower and there's underwear on your toothbrush kind of thing. I won't say who did that, <laughs> but who does that, right? Who does that?
0: I can honestly—I've say I've never experienced that. Luckily, but uh,
1: no, because that's not a normal thing. It's no, not that, a normal that's, thing. That's definitely not. That normal. you put it, it, yeah, no, no, but you know, f- five people, five people in one hotel room. People ended up like sleeping. <laughs> sleeping in the bathtub because they couldn't sleep. And they just ended up it, Yeah. That was probably like, but in terms of like horror stories, uh, <laughs> I've fallen into, Oh, okay. I do have one. Uh, <laughs> so I think it was probably two winters ago, went out with a girlfriend and, um, to just photograph in the snow um, swampy area. That's just basically lots of snow and then iced over swamps. And I, I saw a patch of, of ice with really cool patterns and stuff like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, you, you put your tripod there, you test it out and yep, yep. Um, every, everything looked good. So I took a couple of shots and I actually got some, some of my favorite favorite images from that time and then i went to a different patch and i did not test it and i kneeled i i I put one knee down and immediately it just went through and back backpack on camera pointing down camera goes into the frozen (laughs) frozen yeah and i was just completely (laughs) completely submerged had to you know, you're soaked. You're you're freezing, and basically, I had to hike out with my camera gear, my soaked camera. That, <laughs> funny enough, still works.
2: Oh, okay, um, so it survived. Yeah,
1: yeah, wow. it did, it did. And then you get back. That's
0: one for the weather ceiling on that one.
1: <laughs> I know Sony AR Seven Um, The lens did not didn't make it, but the but the memory card made it, and and the camera, wow. and then. You know, you get back to the car and you're just trying to take off as many things as possible, turn up the heat, and then I had to drive an hour and a half back home. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> that, that's, well, that's definitely a, uh, a memorable one, that. Indeed. So if you could retire to one of the places where you've taken a shot, where would that be?
1: I'd probably say the coast.
2: Okay. So yeah. the West Coast. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The Oregon coast. I, I could I could probably photograph. Yeah, for years, years to come. And then, you know, the dunes I love, but the dunes are hard to walk. And as I age, I don't see myself doing doing that. Yeah, not, not coast, a
0: retirement activity.
1: <laughs> no, but the coast I could do. I could definitely do. Uh,
0: fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> What has the practice of photography taught you about the world?
1: Enjoy, I, I've said this before to people, but um, enjoy. You know, I, I said this to you, but enjoy the small moments, the, the yeah. little moments. Yeah. Happiness will come if you can, if you can be okay with missing, missing some things, and enjoying the small moments and the mundane, the mundane moments that make up our lives. But otherwise like I didn't see things like I see things now with photography like I see like even like I've always seen I I, I could probably see myself doing like street photography because I enjoy moments of you know not necessarily street photography and be good at it but I enjoy moments of people and stuff like that but I never saw nature in the in the way that I see nature right now and the beauty and I see sunrises and sunsets so differently I see storms and cloudy gloomy you know moments very differently and I I don't know I'm I'm a lot more appreciative especially living in in Oregon where we where it rains a lot yeah um but if if the clouds look amazing I can you know I can be happy with that
2: yeah
0: no one no one wants the flat gray but if yeah if you've got nice storm clouds that are you know, got yeah, got green, greeny blues in them. There's nothing, nothing better, I think. <laughs> it, it,
1: ex- exactly. So I don't know. I, I think the big thing is that I see, I see things. I see yeah. a lot more, and I'm, I'm a lot more aware of, I don't know, everything around me.
0: Yeah, fantastic. Do you have a routine? So you talked a little bit about, you know, you might not know where you're going until the day, but are you, are you planning those trips? Um, in terms of what you've got in mind uh, for, for your photography beforehand or is it just sort of you, you take it as it comes when you get in the field?
1: I take it as it comes. And the ideal trip for me is so I went to Iceland and I basically said, wherever you all want to go, I'll go. You know, sure. and and so if I'm going on my own, it's, it's a lot more difficult because... <laughs> I don't enjoy the planning. I don't really want to plan. I mm-hmm. might pick spots, but I enjoy just going wherever other people want to go. Okay. Um, so in terms of with my husband, um, I might pick out a couple of things, but a lot of times I've actually gotten some really good shots with him choosing like the the hiking trails and, and he's actually a really good scout. He's amazing. <laughs> It's funny. He, he'll, he'll call me over and just be like, look at this. And then, yeah. And he's actually, he's got a pretty good eye. He takes great photos. He just doesn't edit anything, which okay. I'm okay with. Yeah. No, that's Maybe, fine. You
0: know. I, yeah, I know, yeah. I know people that hate editing, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. He's got tons of stuff on, because he travels a lot. He does a lot of city stuff and different yeah. things because he's been to India and yeah, he's, yeah. It's not a real job, really, but <laughs> <laughs> but he has memory cards full of just probably really really cool stuff. But I don't know, he just enjoys the the act of actually taking the photo, and then he's done.
2: Yeah, great, great. Yeah.
0: So, what uh, routine do you have when you're out in the field? Are you what what are you looking for? I guess, and you know how how are you. Framing up. I mean, it, every photographer that I've spoken to, kind of, you know, wherever they go, even driving down the street to the shops, they're framing up. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that that could make a nice shot, you know.
2: Yeah, so yeah.
0: Beyond that, what what are you looking for? I guess to to what what speaks to you in the landscape that makes you go, yep, that's that's the that's the frame.
1: Yeah, I I love I, I, colors. Generally, will draw me in first. So. Um, I don't know. I love, I love colorful things. I love um, so, you know, like fall colors and, and and different things or the colors of leaves um, and the water reflections um, just reflected, just, I don't know. I spent a lot of time at the dog park and, and, you know, you'll have reflected boats and different things. And I, I'm generally drawn to things that are colorful, but um but with regards to things like the sand dunes, I'm just looking for shapes, shapes, and then the shadows. And most of the time, in order for me to take the photo, I actually need to look in the viewfinder. It's mm-hmm. interesting. So I'll see stuff that that for me looks interesting, but then I look through the viewfinder, and I'm you know, and some half the time, or probably more than half the time, it doesn't look, it doesn't look good when I'm actually framing it up. Yeah. Um. So it, it's more there are a lot of things in nature that just catch my eye, usually colorful things, you know, fun, simple shapes. Um, and, and then obviously the light and the way that the light casts on things. And I love my favorite is, you know, that softer light just in general. So I, I'm, if you look at my work, I don't do a lot with, it's usually after the sun has set or just before the sun rises. I love that light the most. Um, because the colors come out a lot better yeah, uh, yeah. for me. Um, and I don't know. So that's what I'm kind of drawn to mostly, mm-hmm. I think.
0: So are you sort of framing things up by eye or with with your phone or with just with the viewfinder on, on the camera itself?
1: M- m- mostly with with, if I'm, so let's say we're driving and the light looks beautiful on trees and stuff like that. Sure. I'm not necessarily framing it up because I, I can't take the photo, but I, I usually am like, Ooh, there's something there. You know, okay. there's something there. The light is beautiful. I'm pretty sure if I had time, I could probably make something. Or I, I would want to try to make something work. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so if I don't have the camera, I'm not usually framing anything. I'm just kind of looking at things that I think look, I don't know that I would want to photograph or at least want to spend time with. Um, and then when I'm out on a photo trip or, or I actually have the camera, if I see something interesting, I actually will look through the viewfinder and see if anything kind of catches my eye. And then if, if it doesn't look the way that I think it should look, I'll move on or change position. And then if I'm changing position too much and it's not working, then I'll, I'll probably Mm -hmm. move on. I'm not, I don't know. I don't spend a whole lot of time and like the dunes. I just walk. I walk and Mm. if I see something that I like as the light is changing, I will take that photo, but I don't find a composition and stay there. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a strange approach, but.
0: This is part of why I I do this podcast is just to try Mm. and. Try and find out and dig deeper into into people's approach and you know why why they do certain things and and, and some of what they do. I'm le- less interested in the gear per se, but that doesn't interest yeah. me well, But it, it, it's yeah. more the like creative process when you when you're out in the field and or or at home processing, you know, and just trying to understand mm-hmm. that a little bit more. So I guess are you doing a lot of handheld shooting or are you you know? Getting the tripod out and, you know, setting up and taking your time around it or... It, sure. Yeah, go ahead. I, I guess it's just that, you know, um, and it's not so much planned, but I guess that shooting with intent by, you know, sitting somewhere for a little while with the, the camera on the tripod trying to frame it up and, you know, taking your time around it or being more spontaneous. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess, you know, it depends a little bit on the on the shot, but, you know, I'm just right. interested. What do you, what do you spend more time doing?
1: So, so my preference would be to handhold everything. I hate the tripod. Um, no. I find it, it, it limits cause I want to move and I want to see things differently and I want to see, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty sure the way with my approach, I could get better compositions because if I, if I, you know, if I, stayed at, at one area and, and perfected the composition, I probably could get better at it, but I like to move around. And, that, and, and Jared and I are, are very similar in, in that way in that we just like to roam around and see what we see and, and capture moments. Um, but he, and he, he, he pretty much never uses a tripod unless it's like very, very low light. I tried to do that and a lot of the images are just too soft and too blurry because I like um, I like to use the telephoto and it's a little heavier for me. So so most of the time now I do use a tripod. Um, yep. So I'll walk around with it um, and just plant it in different places. Sure. Um, but yeah. So I would like to not use the tripod. If I'm at the dog park, I don't have the, I
2: don't yeah, have yeah, the
1: tripod, yeah. but yeah. But most of the photo trips, I I lug it around and grumble about it.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it's extra weight. I was uh, talking to Will Patino. I don't know if you you know him. Oh
1: he's, yeah, uh, he's amazing.
0: He's, he's amazing. basically switched away from using a tripod at all. He's doing everything handheld. And
1: yeah. Uh, I, and he gets the long exposures too, which is yeah, is, yeah. you know it, that's yeah. I I've tried because I I've actually I actually watched a couple of his videos and 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 I was like, well, if he could do it, I could do it. I can't do it.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I can't.
1: I'm, you know,
0: I'm, I no. Mind you, yeah, I've, I have, I've still got a DSLR, so I don't have a I don't have a mirrorless at the moment, and so
1: yeah, without, yeah. I think
0: without the mirrorless, it's it, it's virtually
1: it's impossible. Almost but, impossible. Yeah. Yeah. But,
0: I can probably get to about you know maybe a thirteenth of a second handheld, but anything beyond yeah, that. But
1: how? But 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 so even so, for me, like before the last couple of years, I was just doing it for fun, and mm-hmm. with you know, so it didn't really matter if they were a little soft. But now people actually care, and I know <laughs> ph- photographers are you know pixel peepers, really and yep. so for me, it's like, oh, gosh, no, I should really I should really get some sharp <laughs> images.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, nobody wants that, it looks a bit soft or, you know. Yeah,
1: oh, gosh. Yes, no. like but, do, do you, but do you like the composition? Is that, you know? Yeah, well, that's... <laughs> <laughs> Is it a good image? Is no, it doesn't
0: matter. It's not technically 100%. 100%. <laughs> oh,
1: indeed. <laughs>
0: no I, I, I i'm not a not a fan of those conversations they're uh, they're, they're never fun
1: <laughs> i i'm i'm with you but you know for me i think i think it's good to at least try to get a sharp image um oh, yeah. you know before when i was doing it for fun it really didn't matter i was just printing you know calendars for family and nobody cared oh. you know Put it on Instagram, and it wouldn't it wouldn't matter that much. And apparently wow. now people now I'm doing podcasts and stuff. And people people <laughs> care.
2: people
0: people look harder, don't they?
1: Appar- apparently apparently. Sure.
0: So what what about your processing when when you get it home? Are you straight off the camera into the computer, and you you're looking for the the, the banger that um, you you hope you've got, or are you leaving it for a while and taking your time over it?
1: I, so usually, so I, I try to call them and look for the the ones that look semi-decent. Um, and then they're usually a couple that will stand out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I might, um, I might, you know, put like two stars on those ones to come back to sooner. Sure. Um, but I'm not, I'm not one that like I'll, I'll edit when I feel like editing, whether it's like a day later or two months later. Yeah. Um, but I'm also like, I, I know a lot of people let them sit and then come back to them. Um, I don't know that it matters that much for me. I do know that there are a lot of times that I will come back like months later and yeah. go through some of the the uncalled images and find yeah. stuff yeah. that I'm like, what, I didn't what even you first see this. thought
0: might have been secondary. And you, then you come out and go, actually, right. that's the shot.
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. I love that feeling. So, yeah. <laughs> And that and that happens to me a lot with dunes, especially because yeah. there's so many different variations. And um, yeah, so it's always fun to to kind of go back through and see what see what I missed. And then there are others where you're just like, why did I even edit this?
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've I've got a bunch actually from uh, the the UK trip that I've mm-hmm. um some of them you know I do a bit of exposure blending and whatever so some of them I've just sort of lined up and I've done the basic blend without the finish of the editing and I mm-hmm. some of them I, I've looked at a couple of times and I go eh, maybe I'm not going to come back to that one you <laughs> know
1: <laughs> you never know and it just it depends on the day too you know
0: yeah that that's right um, and sometimes uh, one of one of the other things that I've I've done a couple of times um A really, really, really interesting tip somebody gave me a while back is uh, flip the image uh, 180 degrees so you're looking at it upside down. And Hmm. compositionally, that helps you crop the image and decide, okay, is the composition balanced, is the composition not balanced? And it's just, I've just found it a really valuable tool to go, okay. That works, that doesn't, you know, and, and making yeah. a, a really quick decision because it's, you know, just flip it 180 degrees, look at it. Does it work? Yes or no, you know. It's really, a really nice way of just sort of going, okay, the, the, this is a, a nicely balanced comp or not.
1: I might have to try that. Yeah. See, this, this is why I do, I do podcasts, you see. We learn things.
0: <laughs> why I do it because I'm learning a lot from you too. <laughs> So you mentioned that you do a bit of printing. Are you still printing a, a lot of your work or or not? Much? I actually
1: I actually don't I don't enjoy printing. I, I'm 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 I don't know. I it's it's interesting. I love the fact that people love my work, but it I don't enjoy the printing process. I, I just enjoy the photography. Yeah that's why so NFTs, it's kind of the best the best case scenario for me in terms of showing my work, people appreciating it. Um so I do I have done prints for for, for people, um, but not that many. Mm. And that's o- that's okay.
2: Yeah. It's yeah. Right. No, it's totally it's okay. all
1: right. Yeah. So yeah. So I I I've done a lot of prints for family and and stuff like that because I, I love to share what I what I do with them. Oh. Um and they were my biggest fans before before anything, you know. So. Yeah, that's right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah they're, they're, to be honest, they're the only ones that you have to please, you know.
1: <laughs> it's true. It's true. But they are easier. They're not pixel-peeping.
0: No, that's I, true. I, they're looking at it <laughs> and going, yes, I like it or not. You know?
1: <laughs> the, the, the funny thing is, though, um, they prefer – the mountains and the, the waterfalls and, and all of those things. It's it's interesting how I'll get more. So, so you don't do that anymore. You just, <laughs> just, just abstracts. I'm like, well, no, no, I'll, I'll see what I can do for you.
2: <laughs> so.
0: <laughs> so what about, uh, the, your NFT experience, talk, talk to me a little bit about that. I mean, so for me, it's something that's sort of started to take a bit of a backseat, and I've, you
2: know,
0: yeah. sort of gone off, uh, you know, some of that uh, shilling culture and everything. Is that something that you're still oh. really into or are you not the shilling necessarily, but, you know, <laughs> the, 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 the a- whole culture around it and, you know, your experience with that? I'm just interested to know what uh,
2: what what yeah. you see. <sighs>
1: So I've been in it for about a year, a little over a year now. Um, and my first experience, my first half of the time I I did not enjoy it because I don't, I don't like, I don't like pushing my work. I don't like, I I, I don't know. The, the culture of it was just not for me. Also, the 24 seven, you have to be on, on Twitter. You have to be retweeting. You have to be, it, it was just not sustainable, not for me. Mm. Um, and I, and I didn't enjoy it. And then in December, um, I decided that I did want to give it a try, but doing it more as me and with, with what I could do. And so I wasn't trying to be on spaces. I wasn't shilling. I was just basically posting my work, and then yep. I was accepted uh into um I don't know if you've ever heard of Sloika, which is yep. um it's just yeah, so a platform that that allows you to actually you know do your collections and they'll help with marketing but it was it was nicer, it was quieter, it was calmer yep. um, and so. I put my work there, they they helped me promote it. Every once in a while, I would put a tweet out that I still had some images. The collection sold out, which is amazing. It took a few months, but that's fine. Um, and what I've found is there are a lot more curated galleries and groups and it's not, I mean, there's a lot of frenzy and there's a lot of noise, but you don't necessarily have to be a part of that unless you want to. Yep. Um, And so I applied to a couple of things and I've just, I, I I think I've been very fortunate in that, um, I've, I've had success in terms of sales. Um, I don't, I just, I tweet and then that's it. I, I engage with a few people and I've, you know, I've had some success. If, if I didn't have the success in terms of the sales, I would still be okay. And I think that that's the important thing. And, and I'm very fortunate in that my, I have a, I have a day job that pays well enough that I don't have to worry about sales. Yeah. But there are a lot of people out there that are trying to do photography full time and they're, they're banking on NFTs being, you know, being their full-time gig. And mm-hmm. that's a lot of pressure and Absolutely. it is not fun. And You can see, and I hate to use the word, but there's a certain amount of desperation. There's a certain amount of just disappointment on a regular basis when things don't don't pan out. Yeah. And and that part of it is it's it's heartbreaking. And for me, I I don't know. I just I made a promise to myself in December that if I was gonna do this, I was gonna do this my way, whether sales came or they didn't. I'm fortunate enough that sales did come but I've met a bunch of people that I absolutely love amazing photographers. Um, I love the fact that the quality is just amazing and you actually get to interact with a lot of people that you've looked up to, Mm, you know, in terms of their work and stuff like that. And I don't know, there are good things about the culture of it and there are terrible things about the culture of it. And so for me, I just, I made a choice to do it as me and yeah, and so I've been I've been happy. I've been satisfied. I've had disappointments, but but disappointments in in terms of I don't know, just realistic approaches to it. In terms of it it it, it doesn't dictate my self worth. You know.
0: Yeah, I think I, or, I think that's a really important message for people that are sort of feeling some of that desperation you mentioned. You know, is that it doesn't you know, dictate who you are and what you are in the world. Or how
2: good you are, or, yeah, how, or good how good you, you are. are. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah.
0: I mean, there's, there's, there's got to be millions of, well, I'd say there's billions of photographers out there, millions yeah. of who work is absolutely outstanding, you know. And, I mean, you know, you're, you're not talking about, you know, a couple of thousand people, you know. You're talking about millions of people who do take really fantastic photos.
2: Really and, good, yeah.
0: You know, it's it's definitely for me not that important now, and so I've just sort of, you know, if something sells, whatever, you know, it's just something. That's, right. And if it doesn't sell, you know, whatever.
1: <laughs> but but yeah, and and I think if you're if you're in that position, you're very fortunate. The, f- the flip side, though, there are a lot of photographers from or artists from other areas that their work has never been seen or they never had an opportunity. Yeah. And now they have a chance to to actually make a living. And, it, you know, we in the Western world, it's it's, you know, we take these things for granted. But, the, you know, just just selling one photo can make a huge difference for a month for a lot of oh, these my- people. And so for me, you know, there's, there's, there's that. And I don't know. So there's good and bad. I do believe that the culture is shifting in a positive way. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of noise. There's a lot of noise and there's still a lot of negative things that need, needs to get weeded out. But just like anything else, like in, in the, in, in the, you know, previous you know world of workshops and and different things there was a lot of negativity as well and a lot of competitive
2: oh yeah, yeah.
1: Stuff. and you know it's, it's it's not all it's not all roses in any.
0: No I, I don't think the Instagram yeah. culture was uh, you know oh. from a few years ago was 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 that healthy either, you know
1: <laughs> agreed, agreed. So I think I think it's just important for us as individuals to figure out who we are, what we want, um, and then have realistic goals. You know shoot for the moon but just understand that you might not get there and mm-hmm. if you don't get there it's okay have a plan b a plan c and and then just figure out how to be happy
2: Yeah.
1: because i don't know life is short i want to be happy i want people around <laughs> me to be happy you
2: Absolutely. know <laughs> <So>. yeah <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> not, photography I'm makes just... photography makes me happy a... so
1: oh, yeah no gosh no <laughs> No, I was just going to say, like, photography makes me happy. Sales are no sales. And most photographers start out because they love the art of photography. And we lose that when you put a dollar, you know, a dollar amount attached to it. Mm. And I, I I, know how fortunate I am that it, that it doesn't, the dollar amount doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, as, as you say, for some people, you know, it is... You know, it can be life changing, or it could could even just be, you know, as you said, you know, changing for a month or two, or even a, you know, even a few days. But and yeah, for
2: some yeah. it is
0: something that they've, you know, got to do to to uh, to to make a living. But um, I guess, you know, for me, it, it was a decision a while back to sort of not do anything that, uh, you know made me stressed about that and you know that, that's one of the reasons why i have just sort of pushed it pushed it towards the back of my priority list and uh, concentrated and your, your point about people um you know uh, starting because they love the art you know that was one thing that i've always tried to remember in, in any the business activities that i've got into is you know don't forget why you got mm-hmm. into it you
2: know yeah yeah sure
1: exactly remember
0: that this is what what it's really about which is the creative process and the you know the the joy that that creative process or the creation of the the artwork itself uh, you know can bring you yourself not necessarily other people you know
1: Agreed. And uh just just to, to sort of piggyback on that, you know, when you miss, you know, you're 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 and it you know at the lake district and you go there and you get skunked, but you're in an amazing place that most people would never see. Yeah. Yet the disappointment that comes, photographers need to figure, you know, they need to realize that you you have you have these beautiful places in front of you that most people will never see.
2: Exactly.
1: And be thankful, you know, enjoy some gratitude. Enjoy enjoy, enjoy the skunking, enjoy the skunking right. times because, yeah, I'd rather be skunked there than working, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah.
0: And that's that's a great way of looking at it. I'd rather, rather be skunked there than, uh, than being at work, absolutely. There
2: you go, yeah.
0: <laughs> How do you handle creative walls? I mean, every artist hits one. What, what have you done to get yourself out of the creative rut?
1: I, so I am currently trying to come out of my first creative rut. Like, um, I think NFTs and just the, the differences of opinions surrounding NFTs, um, it kind of, it kind of sucked the wind out of my sails with regards to the love of the, the the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so at the beginning of this year, so at the beginning of this year, I was just like, okay, well, how do I get that back? How do I get that joy back? How do I not care anymore? And I've just been trying to shoot my way out of it. And um, yeah, I just patience and just, just getting out there and shooting. And I think probably in the last month um, I've actually been taking my my camera back to the dog parks and, and stuff like that, just kind of getting back to just enjoying having a camera and taking photos of the dogs and sure. the water and, and different things. So it was just more, okay, why do I love this? Where, where did my joy come from? And it just came from taking photos of random things and yeah. And so I'm, I'm I feel like I'm finally coming out of it. I feel, I actually, I want to, potentially change cameras and so that i could do a couple of other things and so i've, I've i'm starting to i don't know starting to feel like i want to do things okay. and it, and it, it yeah it's taken me it's probably been about eight months or longer oh, okay.
0: so yeah, yeah yeah so how did how did you feel i guess during when, when that sort of struggle started you know what was the process that sort of made you start thinking differently i guess <laughs>
1: Um, so when NFTs came around, I was, there were two things I was starting to think, do I want to do workshops? Do I want to teach? Do I want to, you know, make a career out of this somewhat? Mm -hmm. Um, and then I started doing NFTs and there was all this just, just turmoil in the whole photography community, just in general. Yep. And also the marketing of, of my NFTs, I just was like, I don't want this to be a full-time job. I actually don't want to do it. And so I actually made the decision to just enjoy it and not, not take vacations to then do workshops and teach and, um, yeah. and yeah. all of that. But a lot of the people that I really looked up to really hated it, which I have no problem with because there's a lot to dislike about the whole process. Yep. But what I didn't like was uh, I, I don't like, I felt like there was a lot of mob mentality in terms of I'm going to unfollow you. If, if you do this, I'm going to, you know, and, and, and it, and it went both ways. It was on both sides in terms mm-hmm. of, you know, the attacks. And then I don't know. I just, it's not my, it's not my scene. And I was really, really enjoying the photography community in general before NFTs. And one of the things in life for me, especially in the last five years or so, is that you can disagree with something. You can be very passionate about something. Mm-hmm. But most people have more things in common than than things that they have that are not in common, and so for me it was just—I don't know—it was just disappointing. Yeah. That was, and then it just—it just sucked the fun out of the whole thing because I didn't want to share. I just—I don't know—sucked the fun out of it. But you know, that's that's life, and I don't know. I'm happy now, and I'm getting my mojo back.
2: Excellent. That's
0: great to hear. <laughs> what do you say is the biggest challenge facing photographers right now?
1: Facing photographers. I would say just acceptance of do you and if other people are doing things that you don't really you don't enjoy or you don't like or just just do you like composites, blending, you know, documentary photography. If, if somebody wants to put a huge moon in the middle of a scene. <laughs> it might not be my it might not be my thing but (laughs) you know hey you're doing like yeah yeah and you know just uh, be happy in your craft if you want to make money on it figure out a way to market it and just do you that i think that that is honestly the biggest problem like people in every in every i don't know in every what's the word It could be photography, it could be, you know, painting, it could be, there are always people that want to keep things the way that they are, Mm. but everything, everything evolves and there's no right or wrong way of doing things. There's just always people that are going to push the limits. I do not enjoy everything that's out there. I genuinely don't, but that's okay. That's okay. And I will, I, I might, I might like grumble and be like, why would they do that? Why would they do that? I don't understand that. But I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna post about it. I'm not going to talk to other people about it online. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, unless it's something particularly egregious, why? You know. Exactly,
1: exactly, exactly. I, I think that that is probably the biggest problem for photographers in general. Hmm. That, that, that would be my personal opinion.
2: Yeah.
0: I'm not i i I've gotta say I'm not a fan of the uh the cancel culture that you know can go on where people you know just say, well because yeah. you do this or you follow that person or whatever then you know i'm gonna i I'm am going to blank you you know but
2: yeah. you know
0: and it, it's not so much one person doing that it's more that follow on as you said that sort of yeah,
1: um, yeah.
0: That, uh, that that grows from it,
1: yep, yeah it's yeah. It's an interesting time, and I don't know. That's a what good question, like, though.
0: What do you like to do when you're not out
2: shooting?
1: I used to play a lot of golf. I haven't been playing recently. Um, the weather here has not been great, but golf is one. Um, generally, I just go for hikes. I love traveling.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then because of the job that I have, I, I genuinely enjoy just doing nothing. Like yeah. sitting on the couch watching bad tv or <laughs> listening to a book or a podcast or something just doing nothing
2: yeah <laughs> no, nothing wrong with that
1: <laughs> yeah yeah
0: what's the worst thing about being a photographer and the best thing about being a photographer and you can do them either way you want
1: i think the best thing for me is the going back to the quest you had asked about just basically that I see the world differently. Um, I think I have a, a better appreciation for the world, and I think that that's the best thing uh, about photography. The worst thing is I, I I am competitive. I do want to get good at things, and as much as I would like to not care what people think, I do. Um, and Everybody
0: does. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think that that's, that's the... The time, the time factor is also, you know, it does take time. The, the the balance part of it, but I think I've I've kind of honed in on that. Mm. But the big thing for me is just trying to 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 not get to to get to a point where, even though I care, it doesn't affect the way that I shoot. Yeah. You know. Yeah.
0: So what tips do you have for someone just starting out, and you know would like to get into landscape photography in a in a bigger way.
1: Yeah, um, there are a couple of things that that I think are important. You know, in terms of yeah, learn 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 the technical, learn how to how people you know learn all the rules that you're supposed to break when you get better. Um, but have fun, keep having fun, and then every every time you miss a shot. Every time there's, there's a moment that you think, Oh my goodness, if only I had my camera or, or you you had your settings wrong or something went wrong and you didn't get the shot, there will be another one. If you keep going out there, there will always be another moment. You know, as long as you keep shooting, there will always be another moment and try to just keep enjoying the process and, and especially if it's landscape, you know, enjoy nature. Nature is, it's phenomenal. It's it's wonderful. it's calming. It's it's healing. Totally. Um, yeah. So that's that's probably my best advice. Enjoy it. There will always be another moment. Yeah.
2: That's and great. Follow your that's curiosity. Great advice there. Thank you.
1: Yeah.
0: Are there any photographers out there that uh, you think I should be talking to and uh, getting on the podcast?
1: <laughs> um. Well, Jared, because he's a magician, as I said. Yep. Um, I don't know if you've had him on. Um, I haven't yet. Yeah, TJ Thorne, absolutely love. Um, Tony Selen, uh, actually, you. This is mainly, this is mainly landscape. Yep. Okay. Alex Noriega, I love Sarah Marino, Jennifer Renwick. There is Krista. McCouish, I think, oh, my God, I'm sorry, Krista, if I pronounced it wrong. Yeah, Krista McCooish. She's just phenomenal. And I can send you how to spell the name.
0: Yeah, that would be good. Um, I'm yeah. likely to get that one right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are the ones that I just generally tend to gravitate towards their work nowadays. Um, just Just phenomenal.
0: Fantastic. Thank you very much. I've got yeah. one more question for you, and uh, <laughs> for a lot of my listeners, it's the most important one I can ask. Oh, boy. Do you like pineapple on pizza?
1: I do. I'm from Barbados. I Yes, I do. Yes, yes, I do. It's, yes. Yeah, yes, I do. it's my, not a thing, but. Uh, I've had a lot of argu- arguments about it. I've almost lost friends, but, yeah, it's a hill I'm going to die on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Good for you, good for you. (laughs) Well, thank you very much for taking the time out to talk to me, Tara. It's been absolutely wonderful getting to know you a lot better and, uh, you know, hearing about how you do what you do. So where can people find your
2: work?
1: So um, you can go to my website at taraworkmanphoto.com or Instagram at MyBajani.com, sorry, MyBajani or um, Twitter at Bajan in PDX.
0: Okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks again, uh, Tara.
1: Oh, it was a pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks again for listening to Landscape Photography World. I hope you enjoyed the show and keep listening because I'll be joined by some great guests in upcoming episodes. You can find my work in this podcast at granspinburnphotography.com. I'm also on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook and YouTube. I'm Grant Spinburn. Hope to see you out shooting soon.